1: Hi everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 109 of the Glasgow's Green Podcast, a.k.a. Gigpod. It's the Ross County Preview Show on a glorious Friday night where myself and Rizzo are that committed to being saddles to chat about Celtic that we're missing out on the sunshine for your pleasure. So I'm Stevie,
2: and indeed, I'm joined by Rizzo. Unbelievable, isn't it, John? guys Hi, everybody. What incredible commitment we're shown on a lovely sunny Friday night. We're doing a podcast for our wonderful, wonderful fans. But I'm drinking a Cronenberg 1664 anyway, so maybe they can send me some, uh, some bottles if uh, if the Cronenberg the lads are listening. But no, it's good to be back after I missed the last episode due to my cold, but thankfully I'm getting better. But I did enjoy listening to you and the other John, Big John McGinley, talking about uh, the Derby.
1: Before we talk about Ross County, you did say you wanted to have a quick chat about the
2: Rangers game. So the floor is yours. Just mapping, you know. I'll just be quick. I mean, I was a bit annoyed, obviously, after it, as we all were, and I did sort of was slightly concerned that it might affect us going forward. But then, when I was thinking more about it, I don't think it will. And I mean, we really did lose in fine margins. If CCV scored that uh, shot instead of hitting the bar with the one, if JJ. And they had to go off injured, I think with would one, So, I mean, it is fine margins. Rangers probably just edged it, especially in extra time, because, like, our play, we had to, like, play, like, Stephen Welsh at a position. But, I mean, these things happen in football. I mean, we had been, I think, like, 33 games unbeaten domestically up to then, which a brilliant run that nobody could have predicted at the start of the season. And, like, usually derbies against Rangers are, like, knit tight tuck type ga- tight games. So, I mean, I don't think it's end to get in a, a sheer panic about, like, you were doing earlier this week, so that's my verdict on the semi-final. No idea what you're talking about, John. I have been the figure of composure this week. Of course, you and an unnamed individual have been uh, perfectly composed and calm all week, and you know, sending text messages in a panic about a WhatsApp you got where we're going to have a million players who are injured for Sunday. You've been fine. You've not been in a panic at all.
1: No doubt it's a work. Well, that WhatsApp nonsense as well. The WhatsApp whopper as I call it. I I don't know who makes up these rumours. Now, coming from a guy who enjoys a work, right? I know this is going to sound very hypocritical, but I wouldn't even put a WhatsApp whopper down as a work. I think it's quite malicious, actually. I have, I've got this Doomsday scenario in my head. remember that Simpsons episode where Mr Burns gets all the ringers in and then there's, like, nine call-offs and he has to play the, the jobbers against Shelbyville? That's what goes through my head. It's just... With something this critical, we've just got to have, and I know it's no possible, John, I know that there are going to be setbacks, but we need the strongest squad possible for this run-in. And they rumours, they WhatsApp whoppers, they just don't help anybody. Um, I, I, If there was a way to find out who the perpetrator was, who makes them up, I'd love them to be outed and face punishment. There should be consequences to that. <laughs> but this isn't America and I don't get to throw people in the slammer over the least wee thing just because it inconveniences me to say the least but John
2: it's the first shoot in my opinion it's needless it is but I mean there's there's no point in getting in a panic there's nothing we can do I mean we can just watch what happens and there's no use in as like in getting just like in a state about it and like constantly being concerned I mean your sensational tweet this week that you done about I know it was about how Ralston scored in the 128th minute but it was really about how Ross County having lost at home since then. My cousin, who is a uh, Partick Thistle fan, who doesn't know that we are pals, sent me that and went, "Ha ha! Look at us!" And I went, "That's my mate, Stevie." So I won't tell you what he replied back. But <laughs> so you're you're making waves with your sensational tweets and concerns about the about the game and about the rest of the season. It must have been really hard for you to tell your cousin that you knew me as well in your life. I did. I went, Who's that guy with the the extremely uh, interesting hair? I don't know who he is. Don't 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 I've never spoke to him, I'm non contact well. I've never known I've known him for more than a decade. <laughs> the manager had his press conference
1: today with journalists and also representing sixty seven Hail Hale was indeed big John McGinley. Did you see Angie's presser today?
2: Eh, uh, I didn't yet, but I have sort of heard bits and pieces of it and I mean he told the fans to embrace really Embrace the kiosk of what's going to happen, but most importantly, he did have good uh, injury news. Obviously, with the exception of Gigi, who's going to be out for a couple of weeks, everybody else that get injured, and Sunday is back, which is a a bit surprising. I mean, I definitely thought that a bad. I would be out when you look at how he pulled up, but no, he's he. They're all fit, and GG's back as well, which is massive for us. How much do you think that was Scupper who were planned for the running,
1: Or do you think we've got a competent replacement there with Tony Ralston?
2: Well, no disrespect to Ralston, who I do like, and I think he's had a, a brilliant season by his standards. I mean, nobody would have expected him to be the kind of player that like he has this season. When you look at how he played once last season, that was only because that we weighed like 15 players out because of the legendary trip to Dubai that we went on last year. So... I don't think Ralston's is as a good a player as Durant as a GG, and I don't think MD would dispute that. I mean, GG's got the World Cup. I mean, I hope Ralston is as well, but as part of the Scotland squad. But I mean, I have my doubts about Ralston getting in the squad. But no, I don't think I will. Scotland is that much. Obviously, there are different types of players. I'd say, I think that GG is just a better player. And, Maybe slightly less attacking than Ralston. Although he does like to get forward, he may be slightly less attacking. I always think of Ralston's more of an attacking player. And I don't know, it'll be a test for... R- Every game will be a test for Ralston. In like the last five. Because I imagine he'll start at least three of them. I mean, it'll be difficult for him on Sunday. Difficult against Rangers next week. Difficult against Hearts. It'll so be a But he's not really let to doing that often this season. He didn't have the best of games last week against uh, Rangers, but he was sort of thrown in at the deep end. It was a so a difficult situation. Of course, you did text me that terrible WhatsApp whopper that he was going to be out, Ralston. I was thinking, if he's out, what are we going to do? Because that would have really been a right blow, having two right backs out. But thankfully, he's available. And we don't need him to have to at the back. But no, just again on JJ, he's obviously going to be a miss because yeah, ha- even though he's going to be in the World Cup and we all rave about him, I think he's slightly underrated. I mean, when the Player of the year eventually announced... He'll not be in the top four, I bet. I'm sure there'll be Celtic players in it. Kyogo, I'd imagine. Well, he's not in the Celtic one. Well, that's true. That is odd. I don't know what Celtic will think. If there was a a, a fan vote, like where you could write in your own players, I definitely think he'd be up there because he's been brilliant and he's 100% in penalties as well and everybody knows the problems we've got with penalties. we never get them, right lads? (laughs) Boom, that is comedy. That is satire. But uh, no, he will be a big miss. But I mean, we're just going to have to go on with it. Is That's what Ange wants to do. I mean, look at the this injury setbacks we've had this season. Like Turnbull, we've talked about it before, but Turnbull and Kyogo, probably two of our most important players in the first half of the season, were out for like three to four, three or four months between them. Yet yeah, we've still got on with it. So yeah, it is going to be a big miss. Kind of get away with it. But I mean, at least we've got a replacement in Ralston. If it was left back, then I don't know what we would do, because I don't know who to replace a Greg Taylor, like Scales maybe, but he's not been in the, the squad for weeks, I'm not sure what's happened to him, I don't think he's injured. But no, he will be a miss, I just I have to say that, but hopefully he's back before the end of the season, and he can still contribute, and say I think that he'll be back, so he's hoping that he is.
1: So as I we was saying, John McGinley was representing 6-7 hale Hill, and John has witnessed, not just on Monday in the podcast, ever since then when these uh, whoppers were going about, John witnessed me having a bit of a meltdown. So basically he asked Ange how us as a support all collectively deal with the anxiety and the tension over the next few weeks in the title race Ange gave like a thrill ride analogy and he made it clear that it's what makes football great for him. So I'll read out what he said and said just like you're in the beginning of a ride on the scariest roller coaster you've ever been on you have to hope that it all ends well but enjoy it and enjoy all the ups and downs he said it's part of the nature of wanting to play our football a certain way be that certain kind of team he doesn't think it's unhealthy for people to feel anxious or nervous but that's why we love it that's why we love football some people will say if you guarantee is the next five games and we're champions everybody would be happy but Andrew reckons they'd be a bit bored as well the excitement of football and sport and supporting the team is that you don't know what's going to happen it's the unknown and that we're on the edge and that's what makes it so exciting it says that when you get the success that you deserve you'll enjoy it a lot more because you know that you have been a little bit white knuckled a fair way through it you remember that you remember the highs and the lows and how hard it was to get there. So he basically said the last thing he wants is our supporters to be flatlining, just to be clapping at the end of a game and then going home and not thinking about it. Like he also went on to say, he knows it's been a tough week for us fans. Um, him and the players have taken responsibility for that, and they want to make us feel better over you know the coming week and for the next sort of month ahead, the business end of the season, if you will. So I like what I hear for the manager. And after you know, John McGinley asked that. And after I listened to the manager speak, you know, it's like Ange, isn't it? He's such an effective communicator and he speaks so well. You do get a lot of confidence from him. And it's a great thing for a manager that, you know, if he's able to do that with a fan base, with the most cynical of fans and the most uh, nervous of fans, then he must be able to sort of calm the players right down as well, which bodes well getting into that game against Ross County.
2: He must have been listening to a gig pod if he was talking about fans getting into a sort of panic. He must have been listening to you on the episode with Big John. The other day when you were in a bit of panic for some reason. Well, actually, it was great what you said, although I they disagree with what I'm saying about getting, like, guaranteeing five wins would be boring. No, wouldn't it? That'd be great. That's what we want. I want this league done as soon as possible. I can't go to the last day because, as I've said before, I'm going to be at a wedding. I'm to, I can't get out of it. I've tried. And I don't want to be stuck at a wedding. Uh, no knowing what the score is. On the, well, I will know what the score but I won't be able to even watch it. So, and you're wrong Neil. But everyone else says he's, he's 100% correct. I mean, as sort of getting in a state about it and like having nerves as part of being a fan, that's part of the excitement. I mean, looking forward to a game with a mixture of excitement and sort of trepidation, that's what really happens every time you play Rangers, although people pretend it, isn't it? And that's what it'll be like these last five games. They really are huge and it's just like one and I'm I'm one final push and I'm confident really. Uh, I've I've got confidence in Angie and the players. I know you've wavered about after you heard the WhatsApp whopper, as you called it. But no, I've I'm full of confidence that this even without JJ, this select team knows what it does. I mean knows what to do. They just need three or four more wins. And the title will be back and we can go and have a party somewhere. But no, I mean, is right in the most part. Although, I mean, as I say, I I'd, I'd really hope it is just wrapped up as soon as possible. I win on Sunday, I win against Rangers, and uh, that'd be about it, basically. So that's what I'm hoping happens. I'm fairly confident it'll happen. What do you think now? I mean, I know you were wavering this week. Which, after hearing that team news today, after hearing that, what and said today to Big John McGinley, what's your thoughts now? Are you more confident about the next month?
1: Ange's words did go a long way to sort of easing my fears for the next month ahead. By the time a lot of people listen to this, it could be a Saturday night you're listening and you've watched the Rangers game already. Now, I expect Rangers to do a Poor, poor team. I know Murribal have drew with them twice at Ibrox, but... I mean, that's just been two freak results. Um, you were asking me earlier on, John, am I going to watch that game? I probably will, yeah. I'll probably watch it up until Rangers score, and then I'll turn it off. So that there's your answer there. But regardless, I think we've got to go into these games, and I think the players are going to these games, assuming Rangers are going to be winning anyway, won't they? So I think us as fans, we've just got to be prepared for that and accept that, you know, other than the game against us, Rangers, are, you've got to pretty much assume their target is taken maximum points other than
2: Celtic Park probably the target news. is probably winning at Celtic Park as well I'd imagine I mean I know they've got that semi-final on Thursday and you would think it'll take it out of them on Sunday at Celtic Park next Sunday but then they have as really semi-final but we'll talk about that more next week no I mean I think by the way the last time that Rangers played Motherwell for a part they went 6-1 or something as well so just like you I'm not really holding out much hope for Motherwell and I probably won't watch it to tell you the truth I'll maybe watch the like Man U-Arsenal game that's on at the same time. But no, I mean, I think that something that's interesting that happened after the game last week that I didn't mention was the, the huddle that the players went into. I don't know if you noticed that, but I see an interview with Greg Taylor this week, the the goal-scoring hero <laughs> of the semi-final, which was bizarre. And he was sort of briefly talking about that. He said that Mac- Cal McGregor just brought the players together and told them that they've done a lot, but they're still a, a way to go. And I thought that was interesting that they went into a huddle after the game. I mean, that that is something that I haven't really seen like do before this season. But when we've lost the game, we've not really lost a lot, but I haven't noticed that before. And I think that was really maybe a sign to the fans as much as anything to the players that were were still in this, were going to stick together. I know that they did a lap honour as well, with a no lap honour. That's wrong. They went round in lap, loaded the fans as well, and understandably because I don't know how many fans were there, but. That was a 33-game run we were on. That's really good. So I really think it was interesting that the players obviously know that there's still a lot of work to be done. I, I would expect they think it's going to be a difficult game on Sunday, as you said in that legendary now tweet, Ross County haven't been beat at home this year. But I think that the players are all going to be united. I'm sure there'll be a big Celtic support up there that'll be hopefully backing the team of the way I'm sure they will and no get into a panic if we've no scored in the first like half an hour which I'm sure we will though watching it on TV but no I'm sure as long as everybody sticks together we can do what we want done which is bringing that league title back to Celtic Park What did you make it out Huddle after the game by the way?
1: So after Rangers made it 2-1 that was it I didn't see any more of the game just canned it it's not like me either I'm usually a 90 minutes 120 minutes like state of the death fan but Definitely not. When they scored then, that was it. Just knew it was it was game over. But yeah, I saw the photos and all that and it was a you know nice bit of togetherness you saw with the squad. But you always get the impression the squad are united and they are uh, together. So I've never had any doubts about that. I was only thinking, you know, I've not seen a lot of it though at the last time, I think. Maybe at Ten Castle, twenty seventeen, when we lost that sixty-nine game unbeaten run domestically.
2: Oh yeah, I remember us doing it then. Aye, that was you're right. That was probably publicised a bit more. I don't know. That it really was kept quiet. The cameras were probably too busy showing Rangers celebrating, which and I thought, "Fuck this!" And I just turned it off. But no, I just thought that was an interesting wee thing that happened. And uh, I don't know. It's going to be a, it's going to be interesting next few weeks anyway. I'm sure, I'm sure, 100% sure, that they're not going to let us down. They've gone a long way. We got that one at Ibrooks. We beat St. Johnson 7 I know St. Johnson's done that much caught. We did have beat them 7-0 in our last league game. I know there seems to be a bit of panic and I say to you, if we'd won, like if we'd won on Sunday, would you be 100% confident for Dingwall and you said aye? And like, we really should have won. That shouldn't be forgotten about. So I'm still confident that this Celtic team can get the job done. Like, we're six points ahead, we're loads of goals ahead, we're no like one point ahead. If it was if it was a one point title race and even three points, then okay, I could understand the the concern. But even like if we're three points ahead going into the game on Sunday, we'll still get a huge ad- huge advantage and we can make it up to six again, hopefully score some goals. No, it's there for say, like to to be one. That's uh, that's what I've got to say.
1: All right. Well, I'll get your prediction now because One of the things you said was we were going to maybe predict all the games in the running, but I thought that was probably the wrong message because it really is just a case of every game as it comes and just taking it one game at a time. So it's all the focus on Ross County. I don't even care about the game against Rangers next weekend. Hearts won, Dundee United, you know, it's all in the distance. Totally irrelevant. It's just about doing the business against Ross County. And, you know, I think you'd agree with that, John, so... We're up against the side, as you said. Haven't lost at all at home this year. They even drew three each with Angels in a legendary game the day that we beat Dundee United 1-0 and the momentum shifted big time. They have won three out of the last five games. They've only lost one game, and that was against us, 4 now when we were excellent and pretty much done them in the first half. They have even drew with hearts at home too. It's going to be tough, but I think Ange and the team will be up for it. I think North prepared for this one, and I think they'll have learned from last week as well. Gigi coming in will make a massive difference especially on a tight compact pitch it's going to be a physical battle he'll relish that so I'm going to say Ross County won Celtic 2.
2: I'd agree with most of that especially Gigi coming back I mean he scored a hat trick against them in the last time we played them I mean I know that was a bit of a different game because it was at Celtic Park and we were flying but as you say he will like, relish the battle I'd definitely start him and that obviously that would get the best I think out uh, of a Dyson as well, putting him in the wing. I'm looking for a big game for Jota as well. He's no scored since February, since he scored the two goals up at at Aberdeen. He was poor, I thought, last week. He's owed, he owns us, he owes us, sorry, uh, some good performances in the last five games because. I predict that I'll probably his last five games for Celtic, and hopefully he can like leave as a title winner. I'm looking for a big game for him, maybe a couple of good crosses into Gigi, who I think will maybe score at least one. And I'm going for Ross County now, Celtic three.
1: That'd be amazing. I would love that so much, especially if we just
2: scored an early one, just to say it was all down. When I say us, I mean me. But anyway, <laughs> no, I'll be in. a will be a. Uh concerned as well. I mean, I'm northern new, but I'm sure when the game kicks off a half two, I'll be, I'll be biting my nails with the best of them.
1: There's a lot of rumours about CCV signing
2: on a permanent deal. I've seen that. That would be fantastic. I mean, I think it's going to cost like at least six million, maybe more with add-ons, but he's worth it. I didn't even mention this in the, in the bit about the derby, but he was fantastic last week. Okay, he missed that chance, but he was like practically keeping the team together when he looked injured. That clearance he done where they put his head in where it hurts, just before they scored when they hit the bar, that was absolutely brilliant. That was fantastic defending. And he was really probably the only Celtic player that turned up on the day. That would be an amazing signing if we managed to get CCV on a permanent deal. And he seems to enjoy playing for Celtic. He's like a huge player for us. I think he's a sort of captain type player without actually being a captain, if you know what I mean. And I hope the rumours are true for once, because he'd be a... It'd be great to get him tied down for years. That'd be a fantastic signing. And... Like, it is a lot of money, but it's worth it. Agreed. He's the type of character
1: that wins your leagues, isn't he? And, it's I mean, getting him in this season, not only has been brilliant for the entire defence and the team, but it's made Carroll Starfield a better player as well. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, John. I hope we get CCV in. Hopefully Celtic can get the job done. That would be an amazing statement signing. And what a boost it would be, John, if we did win the league and we got him you know, in a permanent deal right after it. It would be such an amazing feel-good factor. But... Anyway, speaking of feel-good factors, you'll be delighted to know that this is the end of episode 109, so you can go back and enjoy whatever you're doing with your life. I'm Stevie, and it's been very good to talk to you. I'll let John do the outro. We'll see you for episode 110, where we'll be reviewing the Ross County game, and hopefully yet another Celtic win in the league.
2: Yep, thanks Stevie. Thanks everybody for listening. You know where to get is by now on all the usual podcast platforms. You can follow Stevie's sensational tweets at GigPod. Follow his Instagram videos as well at GigPod. They've started doing longer videos and they're very good as well. Even the one after the Derby's is worth watching. Even though we did lose. But no, it's, and his videos in 67 Hill Hail are also well worth watching as well. The one after the Derby, that was good, although him and Hamish understandably did look miserable. And are you doing any 67 Hail Hails video videos after the Rose County game, Stevie? Do you know yet?
1: Still not sure yet, but uh, whenever I know anything, um, I'll hear from Hamish maybe this weekend, and I'll update it on the feeds accordingly.
2: You know where to find uh, our pals in 67 Hail Hail on YouTube and Stevie's a regular contributor? So, you know where to find us in all the usual places. Leave us the great reviews that you've been leaving us. We've had a lot of listeners, especially during the recent derbies. And hopefully we'll get a lot more listeners during the run-in, as we hopefully celebrate Celtic winning the title, but that remains to be seen. But anyway, as Stevie says, you'll be back after the Ross County game, and we'll speak to you all soon, and hail. Hail.